You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Kentucky Podcast. We bring you info and insights on UK football and basketball every weekday. Stay informed by making us part of your morning or afternoon commute. Listen and follow for free on Apple or Google Podcasts. Simply subscribe to Locked On Kentucky. I'm Dan Rafer with Fox 56 along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Kyle, we are down to the final two in our Little Debbie Sweet 16 tournament. And what a game. I mean, buzzer final four. Yeah. One of the final fours separated by 49 votes. Out of 4,459 total votes. Unreal. It's like a tight election. Nutty Buddy over Swiss Rolls, 50.1% to 49.9%. And I I underestimated Swiss Cake Rolls. I did not think that they were this strong a contender. I I didn't realize how many people love them. And I also underestimated Honey Buns, but Honey Buns got smoked. Oatmeal cream pies, 65.2% to 38.8% oatmeal cream pies over Honey Buns. So our championship is set. It is Nutty Buddy Bars versus Oatmeal Cream Pies. And uh, we didn't know this when we did our tournament. Like I just saw, I just saw somebody put up like four pictures of, uh, you know, little Debbie snack cakes on Twitter, and I think you retweeted it and said something about it. And yeah, that's it was what just like me a meme. Idea. It was like it was like you got to yeah. kick one out or something. Yeah. So every everybody's response to that made me think, oh well, this might be fun to do. And then after we started it, I went to Little Debbie's Twitter account looking for something, and I found out they were doing a tournament. At the same time, their tournament had already begun. And so theirs has just finished. Like it wrapped up yesterday. And no kidding, they had the exact same final four. Like looking through the seating and all that stuff, it was way different. You know, people were complaining about our seating and all that stuff. But we wound up with the same final four as Little Debbie's uh, official. That's interesting. Yeah. What was their, and who was their champion? Oatmeal cream pie was their champion over Nutty Buddy. So we have the exact same really? championship game. Yes. I think so there's o- a good chance that, it, that ours goes that way too. I mean, these two have been 1-2 all year. You know, they've been 1-2 in the polls all year. They were the top two overall seeds. There was no question Nutty Bars and Oatmeal Cream Pies were the two best options. But like you, I was really surprised by Swiss Rolls. Like people love those things. In fact, when I woke up this morning, I believe, uh, and definitely last night because I was tweeting about it. Um, Swiss roll, Swiss rolls had a, a lead at one point. It was like fifty-one forty-nine for Swiss rolls. Then it for like hours today, for several hours, it was fifty-fifty. And uh, yeah. and the poll, the way the, the these Twitter polls work, unless I just don't know how to work them. If somebody knows, tweet at me. It's not letting me see even when it finished. It's not letting me see the total number of votes. I had to just do the math on the percentages. Um, so I didn't know, like, if, did 50-50 mean, like, legit, like, right on it or just, Real? like, yeah. close enough to be 50-50? I had no idea all day. And then I looked just right before it wrapped up and, and uh, Nutty Buddy bars had pulled away. But, I mean, you couldn't even call We had to wait. We waited to record because it was so close. 49 votes. I mean, if, we, yeah. if we'd started recording 30 minutes before the polls closed, 
the other guy might have won. So uh, that was a nail biter for sure. But but I think we got the right two, and that would be why that would be wild if a totally different seeding scenario. And didn't they do more? We just had sixteen. Did they? Didn't they do? Oh yeah, they did a like lot more than that. All their yeah, basically they, all their products. Yeah, and they put them into uh, categories. So there was like a cakes category and a, like a brownie category or something. Oh, like they that. did regions like that. That's yeah. crazy. That still, even still, that ends up with the same Final Four and title game. And so they had a third place game, and it was honey buns and Swiss rolls. And with nearly 26,000 votes, Swiss rolls 50.1 over honey buns 49.9%. And so again, yeah. But oatmeal cream pies won their championship over Nutty Buddy in a blowout. It was really, yeah, 64% to 36%. And I, I don't think that we're going to get nearly 29,000 votes in the championship game like the you know official Little Debbie Twitter account did. But I'm feeling pretty good about uh, the interest level here. I mean, there are yeah, strong I mean, feelings on both sides. Yeah, we had, I mean, we had in one of our regions in the first uh, first round of games, we had 7,000 votes. This one had 40, almost 4,500 votes. Uh, and I would think there'll be some passion coming out of people uh, for each of these snacks, the oatmeal cream pie and the nutty, nutty buddy bars. I honestly don't know. Like that's a, that's a day-to-day situation for me. I had to go get uh, some stuff today and got, uh, I got a, a nutty buddy bar and it was fantastic. I don't understand <laughs> if you don't like it, but it was very Well, my cool. wife picked up honey buns, but just based on this tournament, picked up honey buns for the boys uh, to have uh, for breakfast, to try them out, uh, to see if they like them. So I don't know that I'll actually have one, but uh, I do have some oatmeal cream pies. There's, there's still a box. We still got them. Um, yeah, this uh, I've had a lot of people tweet at me pictures of the grocery store uh, that they've. Yeah, this this poll has made them go out and make bad uh, nutritional decisions, and I have no <laughs> no regrets about that. So, what are we going to do with the championship? We're we gonna we're gonna have it over the weekend, or we're gonna wait. And, and have it maybe Sunday into Monday so we can talk about it on Monday. It'd be fresh. Hmm. A fresh make, champion snack cake wait? to talk about. Yeah, we can we can do it Sunday. Well, I'll launch it Sunday afternoon. Okay. Uh, we'll give people Saturday to get out and enjoy the weather at a social distancing level, walk right. around the neighborhood, get some fresh air. Uh, and then Sunday, I mean, Sundays are the big sports days. You know, we, we need – this is this will be like the the final round of the masters so we'll launch our final vote and then we'll talk about it on monday yeah that sounds good yeah so i was looking at the the bracket uh yeah they had like cream goodness bracket they had a crunchy goodness bracket they had sticky goodness region i mean and brownie goodness region that's how little Debbie did it with their their monster tournament. So, hmm. All right, so when we return on Lockdown Kentucky, we'll get into uh, what looks like yeah, more, more, more signs telling us that uh, the college football season is probably not going to start on time. And we'll talk about that when we return on Lockdown Kentucky. You are locked on Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. We're back here on Locked On Kentucky and Kyle on, let's see, Friday. Uh, a couple of things came out uh, that were announced. One, 
the Nutterfield House, Kentucky football's indoor practice facility, and it has a track around it. They uh, host uh, the UK track and field host indoor events, SEC indoor events there. It is going to be turned into a 400 bed hospital. So that's happening. They expect it to be up in uh, a week or two. Also, University of Kentucky President Dr. Eli Capilouto announced that summer classes at UK, which are set to begin on May 11th, are now all going to be online. So there's no chance that any athletes, football players, you know, usually all come back around May to get in summer workouts and and. You know, that's usually when you hear about a quarterback getting receivers together on his own because the coaches are not allowed to have, you know, to see him practice and stuff. But they they get information to them to let them know what they need to be doing. And so those guys have, you know, May, June, July, and they, they do seven-on-seven seven, uh, scrimmages with other schools. Like they'll go scrimmage like an EKU or something like that. That stuff's not going to happen because there are no summer classes on campus. So they they have no reason to be here. They can't be here not allowed to be on campus. So the entire football summer program is out. And even if they were here, they wouldn't be able to use their indoor facility when bad weather uh, strikes because it's going to be a hospital now. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you could look at these, these uh, developments, the online summer courses and building a hospital in your indoor football uh, facility as in, in any way encouraging or anything other than discouraging about the possibility of Kentucky of football starting on time. Uh, an SEC football program is using its indoor practice facility as a hospital Yeah, that won't even be up and running for two weeks. Like it will yeah. start being available as a hospital in two weeks. And that's, you know, creeping up on well, May at that point. And that tells you what they think. You know what the the numbers say. About what's what, coming? Yeah, yeah. What they think is coming. I mean, just yesterday, eleven. They announced eleven deaths, which was the most in any single day yet uh, in Kentucky. Um, and we we look. We already know what's happening in bigger cities uh, as this thing starts to starts to spread. I think Kentucky's done a good job managing the crisis, but you know, there's also been cases of a lot of people not listening, and uh, I, I'd be surprised if it doesn't get worse before it gets better. Um, so I, the fact that they are, that they think they're going to need something like this, I mean, yeah. you can't ignore that. I mean, you, if you want to call it fake news and media hype and whatever, like the media is not building hospitals in the UK football practice facility, no <laughs> healthcare professionals who are looking at the data and the cases coming in and the way it is trending and saying, we might need a giant space with 400 beds that we don't have. Yeah, They're not taking their cues from the media. They're taking their cues from the world health organization and the CDC. Dr. Anthony Fauci. I mean, the, and who now you've it, got a who called it a horrible day, I think, and said it was going to get worse. Uh, I mean, it's I, at this yeah, point. The I'm other not even side sure. of it is, is you have a woman who's like suing to say that uh, Andy Brashear and Kentucky's restrictions are preventing her from seeing her family and infringing on her rights. Yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, when good. you've got something like that. You know, I mean, there's still plenty of people out there who are not taking it seriously. And as long as they don't, then it will continue. And for who knows how long, really. Um, One other development this week, I think on Thursday, 
Penn State's athletic director was talking about the possibility of running the football and basketball seasons concurrently. That's something that you had mentioned on this podcast previously. Uh, And now you've got an athletic director uh, publicly saying this. Yeah. And I, and I, the reason I mentioned it, as I said, was I, you know, I have a few different connections to other athletic departments to be clear. This wasn't nobody at Kentucky was telling me this Um, at some other division one programs and that there had been some last week, there had been some sort of chatter among athletic directors and university leaders about how, how would that look? Could it be possible to play football and basketball both in the spring semester? And that doesn't mean they're running necessarily like right on top of each other. You know, you start one in one in January and I mean, football, you probably wouldn't want to play right in the middle of January necessarily. No. Maybe you want to, you know, start when it gets starts getting a little warmer. I don't know, but, but both in that second semester. Um, and I mean, I think that's um, a reasonable thing to wonder about. I mean, at the very least about pushing back, you know, not starting football in September, like the last week in August yeah. and early September, uh, John Calipari went on Feinbaum and said yesterday and said he expects the basketball season to start on time in November that's not a totally crazy thought because that's November. Um, you know, yeah. it's, that's it's two more months, three more months yeah. later than when the football season would start. Um, but the idea, I mean, look, we're thinking we're, when we're talking about already deciding you're not going to have students back on campus at all in the summer, then yeah. you're not having workout. And like the Penn state president, I thought the interesting stuff that she said was, you know, until students are able to be back on campus, we're not going to have football stuff. We're not going to like, like we talked about, they're not going to bring just the, the athletes back and keep them in a special quarantine dorm and let them start doing preseason workouts. No, they're not. And so if you're not able to welcome back your general population of students, there ain't going to be sports. And, and I think there's going to be at least a four to six week ramp up the football season. So even when they are allowed back on campus and you know all students are allowed back on campus and in the dorms, then there's still got to be a, a time period before you can even you know play a game. Right. Yeah, I mean I think was I don't know if this was the Penn State president or one of the other someone in leadership at one of the athletic departments or universities said uh, in the last couple of days that they thought it would, they need a 90, it might've been Penn state 90 days, I think to get ready days. Um, wow. So, so if you're talking about, let's say October at the earliest, you know, if, if that's the case, I mean, who knows, right. But let's say it's October. Yeah. Then you're looking at a January start. And if you start in January, Man, you talk about messing up. I mean, TVs, uh, ESPN especially, but you know, Fox Sports, uh, CBS Sports, and all these television contracts where all the money comes from for these conferences. I'm sorry, not ninety. It was Penn State. It was the Penn State AD, uh, and it was a six. It was sixty days that Penn State AD said football needs sixty days to ramp up. Um, sixty days, but that's still that, that doesn't seem like, out of the question. It's not like you can just say, like, when people are like, why are we even talking about this right now? Because 60 days is two months. Yeah. So if the season is supposed to start on September 1st, let's say, that means you got to be on campus 
ready to do stuff on July 1st. And let's refresh here. Kentucky's already said they're not going to have anybody on campus in the summer. Yeah. So tell me how that works. Yeah. I mean, the, C- the college football is not going to start on time. I would, I would almost bet anything on that at this point. Maybe it gets played later in the fall, but starting on time, I don't, if that's, if that's the case, if it takes 60 days, if they, from, okay, we're back doing football stuff to, okay, we're kicking off playing a football game. If the minimum is 60 days to start on time, you got to be in there by July 1st. And I don't They're see any way that happens. No. no, I don't think so either. All right. We'll continue our discussion uh, when Locked On Kentucky continues after this. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Back here on Locked On Kentucky. And so Kyle and I were discussing you know, what it looks like for college football season. Another field house going to be a 400-bed hospital in a couple weeks. Who knows how long they'll need that. But clearly, the CDC and World Health Organization and the information uh, that our state government and Governor Andy Beshear is receiving from the White House and those other, other sources is saying that they're going to need it. That's why they're doing it. Uh, so if that is a thing... For who, you know, month of May, maybe into June, who knows? It's no summer classes. So that semester runs into July, I believe. Classes start May 11th, and I believe it's uh, six to eight weeks, something like that. Uh, Eight weeks, I believe. But yeah, and then you're talking about needing a 60 day ramp up to get ready before football season can start after your students are back on campus. But yeah, one of the things that, a couple things, one is college basketball is going to hurt badly, sorely. College basketball, the nation doesn't really, really start paying attention to college basketball until after the Super Bowl. Once the Super Bowl is over, then the focus completely shifts and you basically have February to get ready for March. That's kind of how it goes in this country. I mean, yes, plenty of sports fans pay attention to college basketball, but it doesn't really get all of its intention until February. And then of course, March owns the month of March. Well, what if football season starts, let's say, you know, in December, they play three weeks of December uh, and they play another four weeks in January. And now February becomes that uh, final five games before you have conference. So now you're into March. I mean, if your football season, if college football season runs into March, that is going to be an absolute nightmare for for the NCAA tournament. There's a lot to figure out, a whole lot to figure out, especially with television. As I said, the television rights, it's not like they can just play games and and they don't get televised because that's where the money comes from. Uh, And they paid for them. So there's going to have to either be concessions made or – uh, something's going to have to be worked out, but it, it's going to be crazy if that happens. I mean, I mean, what it what it could do. I was talking to somebody about this the other night. If all, if everything kind of gets shoved back, and we still don't have stuff, you know, early in the fall, maybe later in the fall, but shoved back, and everything is played on top of each other, it will be a nightmare logistically for all the people who have to figure it out. But my God, what a bonanza of of oh well, yeah, cool stuff to like after we go months without watching any sports i mean 
it'll be incredible to well, have the viewer. NFL and college football and the NBA and college basketball. They're all playing on the same like weekends. Same I mean, just, uh, it would hurt individual uh, networks ratings or, or else people just be bouncing around on their remotes. But I mean, you could not complain about the uh, amount of content available uh, when that rolls out. I don't know. I mean, I really don't know how they're going to work that part of it out. You know, how CBS, I mean, CBS alone has college football games mm-hmm. on Saturdays. They have NFL right. games on Sundays. And if those seasons are running at the same time the college basketball tournament is running. Yeah, ESPN might be salivating because they're looking at it like, oh, this will force everyone to get an ESPN Plus account for five ninety nine or six ninety nine a month or whatever the, pr- the price is. Because they're going to have to put some of those games on, like the SEC Network, for example. How many uh, college football games and basketball games are right. moved over to the SEC Network? Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we've got our arms around how much of a ripple effect this is going to have on everything about sports. You know, about, yeah. uh, you know, the finances of sports. I mean, there's already, like, chatter that like this is going to rain back in the coaching salaries because at like Iowa State and some places they're already have already agreed to give back some other salary um mm, yeah. you know people aren't going to be able to pay these salaries anymore uh the the debt that this is creating um you know and this is one of the things that happens when you like uh, it's like when you buy a house that you can technically afford but only if you make the salary you're making right now Right. Uh, it's why you don't max out. Like you go to the bank and say, "What? what's the most you'd give me a loan for? Okay, give me that. And then you go get the house based on that. Then you're you're just begging to to go bust when one of you gets laid off or you yeah. have an unexpected expense. And that's basically what this is. I mean, the colleges just keep getting more and more and more money from these bigger and bigger TV contracts and all this stuff. To the, and then they just keep adjusting their budgets accordingly. And they pay the coaches more and more and more. I mean, what did Calipari make when he got here? Like $5 million, $4 million? Now he makes almost ten. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have, a, they have an assistant coach in basketball making $900,000 a year. Um, and, you know, if, if we're talking about market value, then Kenny Payne's worth every dollar of that. But he makes more than a lot of head coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just across the board. There are like very middling college football coaches making three, four, five million dollars a year. Um, and I think that's going to be re- almost unavoidable to have games, you know, UK basketball games and UK football games at the same time. I know they try their best to, to when that overlap happens to make sure uh, that they're not played at the same time, but the, it's going to be inevitable, I think. Yeah, that that's that hurts you know, your, that's another thing. Your, well, I mean, it's just going to be all, all of that. I mean, if you're interlo- if you're uh, 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 crossing over sports that are not normally played on the same days or in the same time of the year, or at least staggered a little bit, and now they're just all on top of each other, um, there'll be all kinds of conflicts. How do you broadcast it? And you know, all these people who strategically plan when they're going to broadcast stuff so that they are the only show or the, or the biggest show on that day will now be competing with other things. Um, I don't know, man, I think it's going to be, uh, the wild west and it's going to be, um, a reinvention of sports as we know. I mean, life, I think life as we know it is going to be very different coming out of this thing, but, but sports is a big part of that. 
Well, the downsizing of media, especially in the newspaper industry, has forced you know so many to have one person cover both. You know, like John Hale, right. the Courier Journal, oh he's gosh. the beat writer for both UK football and basketball. Um, <laughs> yeah, good luck, <laughs> that John. Poor guy's life is going to change dramatically if that has to happen. Or hopefully, the Courier Journal would see the need and uh, give him a little help. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I- I don't. I I used to have to do both, and uh, they were ne- certainly never running at the same time. But I would say that the the little crossover, uh, you know, when football's finishing up, football was never good when I covered them. So they didn't. There wasn't a bowl game, so the season there was not not that extra month. It just ended like November twenty eighth. Yeah. Football's over. Turn your attention to basketball. So you really had like one month. Yeah. That football and basketball ran on top of each other, and that was a nightmare if you were like the only guy writing about it. Uh, yeah. For an outlet and um and then now it's gotten harder for john because they go to a bowl every year so that adds another uh, month of football you know onto that as well if they were actually running concurrently side by side oof, i don't know <laughs> and and just dollars like are, at this point you know the the economy won't have will probably not have any come anywhere close to recovering all the way will people have a lot of discretionary income if they do, right. are they going to be then forced to choose football or basketball instead of both as they normally would? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> and attendance I, was I, already down across the board in college athletics. Yes, it's gonna it's gonna be a mess. Well, another thing is this weekend would have been opening weekend at Keeneland, the Bluegrass Stakes, and this weather we're having. Oh, it's just it's just so hard. Uh, to not have some of these things and uh, a beautiful day, beautiful spring days at Keeneland are just, they're just magical. The, the, it only comes around twice a year. And of course, spring, the spring meet only once a year, obviously. And yet yeah, today or the day that we're having today, the weather in Lexington today, Keeneland would have at least 20,000 out there, maybe more. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, what a what a killer for them! I I don't know how that impacts them in the long term, but you know I, I just I I think during times like this I always think about people who were just like just holding it together, people, yeah. places, businesses like before all this, mm-hmm. and and that's like most small businesses. I mean, very few are just like flush with cash. Where we're like, oh, it, we can take a two or three or four bad months. Um, you know, I don't. Well, know it already has sp- taken down Alfalfas in Lexington. I mean, Alfalfa is a great restaurant. It's been in business for, gosh, I want to say 30-something years. I, I want to say 34 years they had been in business. They wow. started out uh, on Limestone on campus. Then they moved over to uh, now where they are is downtown. Um, and just a staple in Lexington. Great food. Tremendous food. And they're closing their doors because they can't, they can't weather this storm. You know, people aren't aren't coming in and uh, it's a shame. And who that's just the first, who knows how many other businesses are going to have to fold because they just don't be many. I mean, restaurants, especially there'll be a lot. Yeah. Oh, sad times. And uh, it is hardly over folks, but uh, we hope everyone out there is safe and being smart about the social distancing, being smart about when you go out, why you go out, you know, just to get supplies and 
and and get the mask, wear the or, or the gloves, especially the gloves. Practice the social distancing and just limit going out because uh, it's more than just about you and me. It's about the rest of us as well. So have a yeah. And I should that mention, said have a great weekend. <laughs> I, I should mention Jody Demling, who was my coworker yes. at the Courier Journal for a long time and uh, has been a fixture for over thirty years in Louisville. Uh, in sports media, um, is currently on a ventilator um, with mm. uh, the coronavirus. Uh, they believe uh, precautionary, uh, not necessarily emergent reasoning to put them on a ventilator. I think they're they're in a good spot where uh, equipment is available, and they want to get them well in a hurry. And, and and I think the prognosis remains good, but being on a ventilator is scary. Um, yeah. He was in pretty bad shape yesterday, and and so. Uh, if you're praying type or if you want to send good vibes and positive karma, uh, Jody Demling's way, please do that. Uh, but also a reminder that this, as this goes, we're going to, it's going to be harder and harder to find people who don't know anybody personally uh, stricken right. with this. So uh, thinking of Jody and his family and uh, Absolutely. thinking of all you guys, stay safe. I uh, hope we don't, come off luxury. I know sometimes I do about this, but it's mostly because yeah. I don't want anybody to die. I don't, I don't want you to die. I don't want your grandparents and your aunts and your uncles and your friends uh, to die because you wanted to go do something. Uh, we're all bored. It sucks, but let's stay alive. Yes. We're all in this together. We're all watching. I mean, hopefully you're watching Andy Brashear every night at five o'clock. I know I am. I even saw Jason Isbell, uh, the former, drive-by truckers uh, singer and now solo artist, a great musician. I even saw that he was saying that in Nashville, they get Andy Brashear's five o'clock oh, presser, wow. that one of the stations down there is running it. And uh, I've seen people compliment Brashear and even some people saying, yeah, we're, we're following Brashear's advice here in Tennessee rather than our own governor, because Brashear seems to be on top of it a little more. So uh, that's that's the advice I'm following. Um, I trust that they know what they're talking about. Uh, so I hope you do too. All right. Well, enjoy the weather. You can at least get outside and you know practice social distancing. But uh, it's going to be beautiful this weekend. Just be smart. And uh, we will talk to you on Monday with the results of the Little Debbie Sweet 16. We're down to the championship game. Oatmeal cream pies against Nutty Buddy Bars. That poll will come out Sunday afternoon. And we'll discuss the results on Monday. Uh, until then, uh, if you want some more entertainment, go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest episode of Draft Dudes, and then follow us on Twitter. Give us your comments, questions, any top topics you want us to discuss. I am at D-R-I-E-F-F-E-R. Kyle is at Kyle Tucker underscore A-T-H. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great weekend. <laughs>